Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. Hey, we're Al Fresco. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, by the end of it, I think we'd all be surprised if I'm wearing a shirt because it's 20 odd degrees, the sky is blue, the sun is orange, the clouds are white, and I don't know if my man, Jesus Christ, really did do all this, but if you did, Cheers, bro. You did a cracking job. Cracking job. This is great. I mean, I forget outside is still really a thing because that's very overdramatic. Uh, but, you know, my my little baby is eight and a half weeks old and he's, he's still looking like attention and care and, you know, bottles and all that kind of thing. So I forgot outside is so great. Maybe I'll become Christian. Maybe I will because this is this is really... I'm looking at some palm trees and I'm having a great time. Mmm... My tea's slightly too cold to drink. Producer Dan will be absolutely hating this. He'll be absolutely hating it because I'm outside. And uh, a bit, a little, like that is why he gets nicknamed Britney Spears' dad. Because, you know, that if, if Britney went to go outside just to like get a bit of vitamin D, her dad be like, here, Britney, get back in there and dance the toxic or whatever. Producer Dan is the same. He doesn't like me getting out, getting vitamin D, being poached by other producers, you know, that kind of thing. But we're out and we're loving it. And is this kind of, is September the, uh, by the way, such dad banter to do like a weather chat. But is, um, is September going to be nice? Does anybody, does anybody, how, how class is that when someone just goes up to you in a shop and go, September's supposed to be nice. And you're like, I didn't even know there was a cat. Go away, cat. Go away, cat. Uh, a bit of pussy in the video there. <laughs> Banter. But uh, but no, it's a good time. Hold on, there's tractor going past. Disrespectful and rude. Very disrespectful and rude. Sippers, we've got a lot to talk about. Let me kick off by talking about this. Um, the So stand-up is kind of back. I did the limelight shows. I've been bleeding on about it for a couple of weeks. By the way, that's my... If you're watching a video version of this podcast, which why wouldn't you be? My knee's moving about a wee bit. That, there's, not a bald man, there's not a bald man down at my groin. Um... But Limelight, stand-up was back. I had two shows on Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Sold out, little run of shows uh, with with guests. And honestly, it was it was so good. It was so good. And the, the weird thing is, whenever I started doing those shows, it felt like stand-up hadn't been away at all. It just felt like... It just felt like stand-up had taken maybe a very small break, but that was about it. Uh, but once you get on stage and get that first laugh, and the audiences, oh my God. Audiences were just... It was almost like I'd gone away, felt like I got better at stand-up. And audiences, and I, you know, never had a real, real problem with audience locally. But it just felt like everyone in the audience was like, right, we're going we're gonna to go... We're going to laugh. We're going to be well-behaved. Saturday night show was a wee bit rowdy, the late one. But what do you expect? You know, people have been inside for six months. The show starts at 10 o'clock. By the time the money toads on, people people have had drinks. People have had drinks, and I get it. And I had the, like, it's funny, like, the amount. So I'll maybe swear, like, two or three times in the show. Sometimes not at all. Sometimes you don't at all. And then, and all the rest, there's all the five shows, and then the Saturday Late Show, I must have said fuck 97 times. Just because you kind of reflect the atmosphere of what's going on. But uh, Thursday show was uh, Tim, 
Tim McGarry and Dave Elliott, which was great because if you remember Tim on this podcast, just for, <laughs> for absolutely no reason, said that Dave Elliott had like a gear problem, like he was really into his coke and his drugs, which is made even more funnier because on an old boy time, RIP Boytown podcast, uh, RIP BTP, but on an old Boytown video, people kept writing, or just one guy kept writing, Dave had this addiction. Dave Elliott has an addiction to like benzophiadrine or some weird drug, but that was very specific and real. And Dave's like, people are going to think that's real because it's so specific. Then unlinked, Tim just comes on like Dave has a coke problem. So it was really funny because they were talking about that. Dave, backstage, Dave's like, Tim, I've kicked the habit. I'm clean. It's just good. I, I, I've mentioned before on this podcast, and anytime I have a stand-up guest and we talk about stand-up, we always say what you miss nearly more than the gigs is the backstage, is the like hanging out with other comedians. You're nervous for going on stage, so you're giddy and you're trying to make each other laugh, and and they're your friends, which is the most important thing. But just missing that was so big, and so. Uh, Tim's uh, Dave says to Tim like I'm cleaning stuff on the gear and just before we go on stage Tim's like I'm just going to nip to the bathroom here and he makes a joke that he's going to do coke and then we, we just forget about it and about four minutes later he walks out into the dressing room and rubs his nose and he goes let's do stand up just to us in the dressing room and it was so out of character and I don't think I've laughed that much since lockdown started it was just very very funny and got the shows filmed so I'm, I'm, I'm let me plug the patreon patreon.com slash tea with me podcast um, I'm not too sure what to do with the footage because I got a couple of the shows filmed I'm going to edit that into something but also the waterfront show my next tour somebody told me will be a lot of the material that I did in the limelight shows you know I'm just what you would say workshopping the material um, so I don't know I might do something like exclusive on patreon that seems to be a big thing now that people are doing. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. But uh, but it was it was class. So with all the sippers who came out to the shows, thank you very much. The shit thing is you kind of just have to do the show, go straight back to the dressing room. And uh, by the time you leave, everybody's left the venue because nobody's able to hang about and mingle and mix. And, and you might think I'm... I'm not being sincere, but I love chatting to people after the show. Obviously, you know, you can't speak to every single person for 10 minutes that came to a show, but uh, but if people do hang about and chat to you after, want to get a photo or whatever, you know, people will mention niche things to do with the podcast. That's all great, but that will maybe not be a thing for a while, which is a real-time footage of me nearly getting murdered by what just was a fly. That, that really terrified me there. But out in the wild, you can't be too careful. Um, yeah, so the whole like mingling with people after show, after shows isn't really going to be a thing. But uh, I wonder if that's thing. I know flies can't sting you. Uh, so great. So great to get back into it. Um, the Friday, we'll have Mark McCarney and Aaron Butler. The Saturday, we had Diona Doherty and Mickey Bartlett. And just getting to hang out with all those guys again was 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 really great. Really great on the on the Thursday show. So in between the shows, Colin Geddes, who did the sh- that run the same run as me the week before, said in between the shows you get really tired because it's like I don't know two hours of time in between, and you've come off stage, so you're um, so you're a little bit 
what would you say, knackered after it, and then you got to do another show. He said the thing to do is like go for a walk, whatever. So I just went for a run in between the first two shows. And Dave Elliott and Tim McGarry thought I was mad, but it was class. I went running through the city centre at night uh, with Joe, the promoter of the shows, and uh, and it was a good time. And I definitely ran past someone who had been at the shows, but the shows only ended like five minutes before that. And I was just out running with a friend. And a guy looked at me like, is there two of you? You know, he thought maybe I'd like grown another me in a lab, which would be pretty sweet. And I'd be all four. But um, but I, I I don't know what the next move for stand up is. I don't know because lockdown or not lockdown, but like COVID rules are changing, and um, I had, at the time now two flies have landed on me. So if anything bigger lands on me, be prepared for me to just fuck this laptop across this lawn. Go away, fly. No, no. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what the crack with stand-up is. I'm doing a gig in Pug Uglies this Wednesday uh, for Dave, uh, for a charity. I think it's for Aware NI. I really hope I've got that right. And it's not for a different charity. Um, but yeah, it's for Aware NI, which is a, a brilliant, brilliant charity. The gig's sold out. Maybe they'll release more tickets or people will do returns. I don't know if they do. Contact Dave if you want to get back. And that's an outdoor one as well. But but see the way it was, the way Limelight went? Like, if that's the way stand-up is, I, as a punter, would absolutely love it. I want to go and see something because I know Ram McMullen's doing shows in that venue. So I'll def- he was at my show. I'll definitely go see his show um, because you get taken to your table. You don't have to worry about getting a seat. You have a seat. You have a pre-assigned seat. It's table service. Food's brought to your table. No queue at the bar. Guys, that's we're living. We're living. There's some stuff with COVID we're just we're just gonna always do, like the like the elbow. I'm just always I'm just always gonna do the elbow, you know. Not like the not like a people's fuck off flies. Fuck off. Um. So I don't know, but stand up stand up is back. There's one thing I want to talk about, which is, well, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I'm recording this on Zoom, which just feels like the most practical way for me to do this and not balls it up. Yeah, so a video got put out, a couple of videos actually, I think, um, over the weekend of like a toddler driving a lorry on the M1 motorway. Um, so there's like a child at the wheel and it says, police have arrested a 49-year-old man on suspicion of a number of offences. They said these included aiding and abetting driving whilst disqualified by reason of age and cruelty to children. So he's been released on bail. now. I haven't seen the video, and I wonder will it let me see it. I mean, is the ch- I need to see more of this. Is the ch- sometimes people prepare things on podcast. I think that is unprofessional. What I like to do is uh, is find it for myself. By the way, my elbow keeps moving on this chair. In case you think it's anything rude. Um. So what would I look for? This like M1 lorry. I already think I know what it's going to be. M1 lorry. Right, got it. Ah, no. Right. Um. So what I, what, <laughs> what I was, I was just about to start defending that guy and be like, 
He's let the child lean over and use a steering wheel. You shouldn't do it in the M1. You should do it in a car park. Um, boys will be boys. Let them away with it. Then I realized it is just a, it is essentially just a child driving a lorry on the M1. Now, I'm laughing because I was getting ready to defend this guy and then saw the video. I'm not laughing because I think the idea of children driving lorries in the M1 is funny. I mean, maybe like a van, but not. A, I'm joking. J Jesus Christ, guys, I'm joking. Um, so I remember going to a car park um, with, my, with my da whenever I was in P7, P6, P7. And I was allowed to drive at, in a deserted car park. I was allowed to drive very, very slowly. Now, in fairness, that did me absolutely no good because I didn't pass my driving test till I was 21. Let me say this. I passed first time. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like I'm a child, but I actually passed my driving test first time, mate. Uh, four minors, whatever. Deal with it. Um, I had four Chilean minors in the back of the car just for just for moral support. That is a great joke. That is a great joke. Um, so yeah, my dad just let me drive around a bit, but then I wasn't like a whiz kid driver or anything. In that video, a man, I, I presume a man is just letting his son drive, but actively on the M1 motorway at normal speed during the day. Now. I would potentially describe that as out of order. As maybe out of order. And what I think we should do is, I think we should go on like the Belfast Telegraph, Belfast Live website and stuff and just see what people are, what people are saying about it. Because people will have great comments. What I really like is someone writing, Innocent until proven guilty. I mean, in the video, a child is driving the lorry. You know, it would be, I mean, if maybe this person's suggesting it was like CGI, you know, but then, but it's, it, would it be weird if your dad spent like tens of thousands of pounds, like over in Hollywood in America, getting like, you know, CGI footage of you driving a lorry? Like, what would he be getting out of that? Uh, I assume he was the cameraman as well. That's cool, pilot. All right, someone's pointing out like the dad was letting his son drive and also filming it. I don't think the fact he had his mobile phone held up is is one of the main offences here. I think the main offence might be the child driving on the M1. You know, some, you know, as if the dad's going to go to jail for five years and this guy's going to be, well, we should, listen, we should send him in for another two weeks because he had his knockout. out. Uh, someone wrote, Shocking. I mean, yes. Yes. Throw away the key. I mean, it, I mean, if you went to jail without possibility of parole for that, it might be mental. Um, jail time required from someone. Uh, yeah, people are just liking the fact that that guy's been arrested. I mean, that that is that is absolutely insane. Because that kid probably went into school and told people about that and sounded like the biggest bullshitter of all time. Like, it's a kid I feel sorry for going into school and people going, what'd you do at the weekend? Someone's like, my mommy and daddy took me to Funky Monkeys. What did you do? Oh, uh, we went uh, we, we went ice skating. What about you? I just... <laughs> I just took an 18-wheeler from fucking Bam, from Bambridge to Bangor, mate. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely did. Liar. But he actually did do that. Um, right, I really want to find the the article that goes with this. Because I think the crime is pretty obvious. I think we all know what 
the like what's wrong with it, but I just like that like the Belfast Telegraph and Belfast Live just throw it open for people to get involved with. Yeah. Child driving lorry investigated by PSNI. Uh, right. Why do people let their kids do this and then post it all over social media? Hillary, I don't think that's the main issue that he's posted it. Uh, I mean, seeing right, I'm not really sticking up for the kid, but in fairness, right, he, he looked like a good driver. I'll just say that. I don't think he'll have a problem passing his test when the time comes. Uh, no thought for other people. What is wrong with people? Oh, it says here maybe a 10-year custodial sentence and a lifetime ban. I thought it said maybe a 10-year-old maybe a, a, a having a custodial sentence. I was like, don't send the women on the big outbreak. And then someone writes, this is irresponsible, irresponsible parenting. Is it? Oh, right, 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 right. Get you. Oh, Leslie doesn't hold back. He needs jailed and bait with iron bars. Not only putting other lives at risk, but his kids as well. Uh... Pat McGuigan writes, need more parents like this. Good to see young children out learning the way money should be made. Uh, jail time and sack from work. Man. The world the world is crazy because, yeah, I think one of the weird things about that is the fact that it's on social media. Because don't get me wrong, back in my heyday, back in my young days, in the mid-90s, early 90s, you would have driven past a child driving an eighteen wheeler and just like giving him a nod. That would it was it was normal. There was a lot of um there was a lot of stuff done back then that that felt socially acceptable that nowadays just just wouldn't be allowed. Like back in the day, what I mean, what are some of the things you could do back in the day? Shoplift I mean as far as I know, shoplifting wasn't illegal until about ten years ago. Everybody was involved in shoplifting. Um, you could, you could, you could, you could borrow stuff back in the day more. You know, if you saw BMX lying in a garden, as long as you left it back, people were okay with you taking it. People would leave their keys in front doors. You know, the front door of their house—that's not a thing anymore. Um, and people go, it was better back in the day, but I guess it wasn't because it is good. That an eight-year-old driving a full lorry is is news now, because when I was younger, it just wouldn't. You know, it it would only have been news if he'd like done a done a backflip in it and landed it perfectly on its wheels. Uh, so I I don't I don't know, Bruce. I don't know what what the crack is, but I just think it's uh it's one that the dad probably went back to the mum and didn't really tell her the full story. And then she's seen it in Belfast Live. And I would imagine the guy's got got himself in a little bit of bother with that. You know what I mean? Like the dad's like, no, he came with me and all. No, don't worry about it. He's like, have you seen the internet? Oh, bollocks. Is that, is that 1,000% an bollocks moment. 1,000%. I mean, yeah, if he had to just let the kid drive and didn't film it. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um. Whoa! I just saw a massive hornet. 
Um, there you go. This podcast is is like the, the shittest version of David Attenborough's Blue Planet I've ever seen. Two flies have landed on me and it's all hornet, but to be honest, I've no idea what it is. Could be could be could have been a pigeon. Sippers, let me interrupt the podcast very quickly because we got ourselves a sponsor and it's a pretty class one at that. It's a lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. Manscaped are the best in men's below the belt grooming. Mmm. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you for the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, you know what we're talking about. We're not talking about the hair on top of your head. We're talking about the hair in the middle of your body and that's what we all need to sort out because I'm going to say statistically without really knowing Northern Irish guys' hair down there, it wouldn't be top of the pile. Like, I don't think we're top of the pops. But let's not be embarrassed about it. Let's just get ourselves sorted out. Um, Manscaped have designed the electric trimmer. It's the, the Lawnmower 3.0. It's just released. Uh, it's a third generation trimmer. Features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Uh, and it's got that advanced skin safe technology. Essentially, so you're not cutting your nuts. Uh, the battery lasts 90 minutes. You can take it into the shower. If you're some guy that shaves in the shower, don't, don't do anything else. In the, don't shit in the shower. But if you want to shave in the shower, you can do it with the Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 3.0. The sippers can get themselves 20% off and free shipping with the code T with me, all one word, T with me, apply that code, you get 20% off, and if you're a girl listening to this going, but I mean, you know, this isn't for me, it's a men's product, hey, sort out your husband, because take it from me, he needs it, he 100% needs it, this is a product I can stand over, because me and producer Dan have used it, not on each other, although that's absolutely fine, if you want to get yourself sorted out with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, and just sort out a friend, you can do that, but me and producer Dan have done it, and we've been texting each other about it, and we're like two new guys, and I waited to sort myself out there while this was arriving, and it was maybe like a week longer, because Dan didn't have my address, and let's just say it was worth the wait, I'm feeling good, I weigh about a stone less, and it's a good time, and we're smooth, and we're feeling good, so that's the, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, essentially, if you want to give your, if you want to sort your balls out, basically, this is what you do, so that's the, use code T with me on manscaped.com, T with me on manscaped.com, you get 20% off, and free shipping, genuinely, I can tell you, this product's pretty good, back to the pod. I don't really know my animals, but what I do know is that a lot of sippers have a lot of questions, and we're going to get to them. Oh, that's cool. I didn't put the call for questions out on Twitter. Sweet. So we'll get 50% less, but let's just hope the people who have asked are good. Oh my God, there's 9,000 questions. So that's cool. Uh, Connor McCabry, not a question, but sends in... Uh, <laughs> he... <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've taken a screenshot of that to post, but Connor has sent in a picture of, and I'll hold it up for the video podcast people. Of let's just say three three gentlemen that look to be good friends hanging out by the pool. You probably fucking you can't say that. Um, I'll put it up on my Instagram, and he says, "You, Dave and Butler, looking well, Connor, you." Why I oughta? Yeah, but you're banging on. That does look like us and is us. Callum Robinson, Lockdown Lauren, 
just because. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look, I decided that when post, post-COVID, what I'm going to do is redevelop Lauren. I don't want Lauren to be a punchline anymore. I'm going to stop doing it for the Mike McGoldrick videos. I happen to know Lauren is a fine place. And have I been have I been intimidated by people in Lauren? I'm told to say this. Yes. I'm not joking. I went up to Lauren. I said this recently on the podcast. The day after my show, which was brilliant, that Lauren Pride was on for the first time. So I'm willing to give Lauren a bye ball because there are gentlemen and ladies there that are not afraid to put on a little pride festival. And I would say um, it takes a certain level of, of, of bravery and confidence to go, fuck it, we are putting on a pride festival because they were getting picketed by the local church and you're going to get some clampets giving a bit of resistance to that. But, um, but in Lauren, they were like, no, we're going for it. So Lauren as a town are friends of mine now. If Lauren would, if, if the organizer of Lauren Pride would like me to come up and do a rendition or an impersonation of the Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls, me and Dave Elliott, um, sometimes you're better off dead. There's a gun in your hand that's pointed at your head. You think you're mad, too unstable, kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town, calling the police. There's a madman around. You know, if you, if you guys want that, Here's the deal, Lauren Pride. Real talk, here's the deal. If you guys want us at the next Pride, me and Dave to come up, sing West End Girls in full Pet Shop Boys outfits, like the top hat, Neil, whatever he's called, Tenant, maybe, all the gear. We will wear all the gear. Not gear. We will, I'm not, I'm, that made it sound like we'll bring gear. I want the organizer Lauren Pride. No, I'm not saying we're going to bring up gear. Dave will bring gear because Dave has a problem. In fact, I'll make sure he leaves it at home. Lauren Pride. If you want me and Dave to come and do a set as the Pet Shop Boys, um, we will do that. But what you've got to do is provide us with a meal of our choosing, like an unlimited bill, but just for me and Dave. In fact, Aaron Butler will come too. Three of us, unlimited bill at... You, there's a restaurant that we went to in Lauren, which is like in a way industrial estate, maybe out where the cinema is or something. And it's one of those like... American restaurants, like American barbecue restaurant, but it's not, so it's probably called like Michigan Bay or something, or Detroit Ribs, you know, one of those places. Um, so that's all we would require to do that. So have a think about it and get back to me. Lauren Pride, if you're watching, you know what to do. Hold on, I've got to do my face ID. No, I don't. All right. Uh, Matthew Mernon says, How long before your son is driving lorries? Topical. Topical enjoyable well written very good um i can't see my son being a lorry driver i'll be honest because like me i just don't think he'd have the confidence for that like i look at lorry drivers and i'm like i couldn't i couldn't do that i couldn't operate a machine that big you know i have a little suv and i like that because i'm up high on the road but it's still nippy so i like to drive we nippy cars dinky cars as i call them um, and I think my son will be the same. But if he turns around to me and says, you know, I want to drive lorries, I'll make sure he's at least over eight years old before he gets out on the open road. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I mean, to be fair, 
you know, he's a big boy for eight and a half weeks old. I think if he if he was driving a lorry and there was a video posted of it, people would be like, well, that fella clearly has a license. James Wilkinson, would you rather be able to lie about anything or be able to tell anytime someone else is lying? Well, you can, you can lie about anything, James. You literally can't. Even, even if you're a fella who's posted a video on social media of him letting his son drive a lorry and you can clearly see the son is driving the lorry and someone goes, you let your son drive a lorry in the M1, he can still go, no, nah, I didn't. And the judge will go, no, but you, there, there is this video, we are all looking now on video link at this video of your son driving the lorry. Is that your son? Yep. Is that your lorry? Yep. Is that your son driving your lorry? Nope. You posted this video and said, my son driving my lorry. Nah. No, you did. I can Nah. You know, you can't lie about anything. And I feel like I'm, I'm a good barometer of when people are lying as well. So always remember that. Always remember that. Like, I'm going to say this. I watched the a documentary about OJ Simpson, a couple of things, and I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know if he was telling the truth when he said he didn't kill his wife. So there you go. And not a lot of people would pick up on that. Joseph McVeigh says, give us a day in the life of someone that's so north down. So, so north down for maybe our international listeners or anybody who doesn't know, north down is a state of mind and also a place uh, in, on the Gold Coast in Northern Ireland. North down is typically considered an affluent area of Northern Ireland, but of course it's a big area. So you've got affluent parts and you've got what I will refer to where of where I'm from as normal parts. Um, but if someone was so north down, then the life, you're gonna wanna have a late breakfast. Yeah, like a like I hate saying brunch to the point where I will not say brunch. If someone asks me for brunch, I'll go. But if then the person's like, What are we doing again today? I will say, Oh, we're having a late breakfast or an early lunch. I won't say brunch. I hate it. I hate it. I think you're trying to be aspirational when you say brunch and it shouldn't annoy me as much as it does, but I hate it. I really, really hate it. Um, brunch. I also hate it too because you're missing out on a meal if you have brunch because most people have brunch and then just have dinner and I'm like, what are you doing? you got to get your breakfast. you got to have your porridge. Um, what was the question? Oh yeah, so North Downs, so you're going to have like a late brunch. Uh, where would you have that in? Oh, okay, it has to be in North Down. In Homebird Cafe, you're going to have a brunch. You're, you know, little square plates. You know what I'm talking about. It's North Down. Something went something went into my ear. Okay, here's what freaked me out there. Something flew in my ear and buzzed. And then I touched my ear and felt my headphone and thought it was something that was in my ear. I'm massive, but it was my headphone. Uh, so they go to Homebird. They take the dog for a walk. That's like a real North Down thing. They take the dog, but they have real fat dogs, so that they can be bothered. They can be bothered walking them, so they just have like very small fat dogs with breathing problems. And uh, and then after that, you're probably gonna wanna. You're probably only gonna get the yacht out. I mean, in weather like that, you're you're definitely gonna wanna get the yacht out. You know, see how it goes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> look, look at how, how did that happen? How did that happen? I have magic to coffee. Um, so, yeah, you, you're going to want to, you, you tend to your fat dog, you get the yacht out for a couple of hours, 
you go for like seven pints, drive back to the house because a lot of them do, a lot of rich people do do that. Uh, but they think that it's if it's within their local area, it's probably not illegal. They're like that guy who thought his son, his son could do some deliveries for Tesco's. Um, yeah, yeah, you go and you have seven pints and you drive home. And if you get pulled over, you say, "I didn't know." I did. I mean, come on, is this a th- is this a rule? Um, you know, there were bottles, not pints, your honor. Um, so you do that, then you yeah, you go home for like four o'clock. At four o'clock, you log on to like work. Like these people are consultants. They do. They write a couple of emails. Log off at half four. They they have a wine in the bath, like a red wine in the bath. They head into Belfast, go for a cocktail and Birch Jazz Bar, um, couple of pints. Where's like an upmarket place? The Fitzwilliam. Uh, is he really no places that well anyway? Is the Fitzwilliam really upmarket up in the conservatory bar at the top? Is that really good? Uh, people go up and do that, then come back to Ned's in Hollywood for four pints to cap the night off. Head home at about half ten. Chinese, but if they're so north down, you know, very very affluent, they don't know not to, they 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 don't call it getting a Chinese. They use a term that people stopped using about five years ago, but they still think it's okay because all their friends use it and no one's told them that you can't do that yet. And the first person who hears it is like, bugger me, I, I, I wouldn't have used it if I hadn't known. <laughs> Why do people still think it's okay to do that? Like, you, you know, maybe this is one of those things where, maybe this is one of those things where if you don't say it, people go, you're putting in my head by not saying it. The phrase is, and I'm going to give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt and say it's not used much anymore, but people definitely still do use it like it's socially fine. And I'm very much a freedom of speech guy, but when people say they're going to have a chinky, I'm going to have a chinkers or a chinky, there's a little bit of me that dies inside. There's a little bit of me that like wants to like a dog, like slap them in the nose like you're supposed to do with a puppy and go no N- no you don't say that i i think even whenever i was very young and and by the way there's probably definitely terms i was using that i thought were fine that weren't but i think that particular one is one that never really sat right with me it felt too like I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the question was, but I know that there's 12 people still using that phrase in Northern Ireland and they they absolutely need to stop. Uh, I hear face ID. I hear the face ID. doesn't recognize me with sunglasses on. Kelly McDonald says, opinions on the weak head driving the lorry down the M1. Cool dad or mental dad? I mean, he could be described as a lot of things, but I don't know if you would say cool dad. I don't, think, I don't think anyone that drove past in disbelief and looked up to see, you know, what can we really be described as a miniature child driving a lorry. I don't think anybody looked up, gave a thumbs up to the dad and went, Daddy, Daddy cool, do-do, Daddy, Daddy cool. That's a cool dad. I don't think the dad... <laughs> I don't think the dad was, was getting high fives on his, on his way out of the lorry from people that have pulled up to see the Victorian freak show that is the young child lorry driver. Um, 
yeah, my thoughts on that are probably more, you've said mental dad or cool dad, probably swaying more towards mental dad if I'm honest, but hey, that's just me. Uh, that's a funny question. Thanks for that. Dawson Clellan says, any chance you could sort a few boys out with a weekly shop considering we're stuck inside isolating and missed the show last week? Alternatively, a stand-up gig in your front garden from a calm guy like yourself would also be pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, if it's a stand-up gig in my front garden, nobody else is going to be doing it. So, of course, it's going to be me, but that isn't going to be happening. Um, I mean, to be fair, in my front garden, you could get about a thousand. Socially distanced, obviously. Uh, people in. No. Um, yeah, that's shit that you weren't able to make the show. But you're a young guy. I sound like Louis Walsh. You're a young guy. You look like a pop star. You sound like a pop star. You're a pop star. Uh, Dawson, according to your profile, you are... 20 you're 20 years old um and also in your profile it says romans 5 8 so i assume that dawson's eight aside football team are looking another three boys to play against if anybody can help get in touch and sort his uh, his team the romans out with a game Dawson I'm joking that was, that was substandard banter from me there um but you very much did the right thing as a 20 year old guy if I had tickets to something I wanted to go to and I had to isolate because of COVID, but I didn't have COVID, I got to say that would have been 12 years ago and there is a 3% chance that I probably would have just went and gone, it'll be sweet. So you have done a genuinely very mature thing there that will be respected by the sippers and is definitely respected by me because that is kind of a, a big risk with those shows is, is that... If one person on the first night had said they were feeling symptoms, you probably have to stop doing all the shows. And that feels like overkill, but you know, if you if you if you are responsible and fair to the people that come and see you, you kind of just have to make that call as much as it would have absolutely killed me. Um I would have had to because you know you gotta treat you gotta treat the people right. But you did a very mature thing by not coming to the show. I threw the offer to you out on Instagram when you told me that at the time that the next show I'm doing, do you see that you want to go to? Give me a shout. Um, I don't know how long your isolation is lasting for, but um, the maybe the gig in, in Pugs on Wednesday, it's sold out, but might know a guy who could get you in and let's just say it's Dave Elliott and let's just say you might be able to bribe him and let's just say with gear. Um, and Dawson, hope you guys get enough enough people for that kick about that AV8. Um, but a gig in my front garden, it would it would be nice. Definitely, I nearly left your voice. No point mistake there. Um, sweet. And then and then I would have deleted it, and you you would be so freaked out, being like, that, that, "Why do you have a deleted voice note from the money tote?" Oh yeah. No, actually, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, one flying Irishman says. Not a question, more of a statement. I speak for all of us when I say you're an extremely talented and gifted comedian. We all love your work. This is a thoroughly entertaining podcast. Keep up the great work. Now, I might not have read that if I had known it would have been so nice. And I might have just sent you a private reply back and said, here, cheers, really appreciate it. Because as much as I come across like a, <laughs> like a sniveling little madam, I do. I, I am. I am. One of the great things about me is I'm very modest. 
<laughs> one one of my many uh, great qualities is that all the time when I get praised, I'm pretty good about just not mentioning it. But it happens a lot. Um, I'm only joking, but uh, but I real I really really do appreciate that because um, a lot of times I can understand if, if I have a guest in this podcast, but a lot of the time it's just a guy just sort of talking shit. There's no, I mean. The good thing about me doing podcasts is you probably watch this and be like, I could do that. I'm inspiring people because you're watching it going, I could do that. And you definitely could. Like, I'm thinking back to the first 15 minutes of the podcast and I was like, I don't even know what I was talking about. So um, so the fact that anybody enjoys this, I appreciate. And uh, and thanks very much for sending the, the, the kind message. And probably some people will be like, you don't speak for me, mate, because I, I don't enjoy it. But one flying Irishman, thanks a lot. And also, one flying Irishman's uh, picture is just a lot of uh, of like cockpits, and I don't mean that in like a underground penis fight club way. So that's pretty cool. One flying Irishman, can you send? Um, can you take me and all the sippers somewhere? That'd be pretty sweet. Because everywhere's locked down, and you can't fly places. So we could just do like a sneaky flight shh, over to uh, where do the sippers want to go? Dubai or something? That'd be sweet. Do a live tea with me from Abu Dhabi for the boys. Kira says, uh, wow. Do Protestants really keep their toasters in a cupboard? Um, I th- think that was... Was that mentioned on Dairy Girls? Or or is it just a general myth type thing people don't know about? Um, I don't know. I am also not a good person to ask because I'm not Protestant. I'm all, I'm... A lot of people are going, oh, you're Catholic. I'm not Catholic. Um, I am very much flamboyant. I like to identify religion-wise as flamboyant. But yeah, no, I've never, I've never been to church. I'm not in anything. I've never been brought up to be in anything. In my family, you've got, you've got a little, you've got a little, it's a little bit of a pot, you know, and you've got different ingredients in there. But I would far rather you, you define me as cute so i i don't know um and i also don't know anybody who keeps their toaster in a cupboard i don't know anybody who keeps their toaster in a cupboard i keep my toaster out and i couldn't imagine going to a cupboard every time and getting it out that's it i'd be an absolute melting you get crumbs places some leisure center have asked people not to bring belongings in with them due to covid and have asked people to be pool ready does this mean you have to queue up to get in your speedos What's the current best nightclubs and bars in Belfast? Kira, seventy-eight questions there. We will maybe do one. Let's focus on let's focus on the leisure centre thing. People being pool ready. Um, yeah. How do you do that? How do you do that? My son's over there. Hello, my son. My son getting ready to hop into his eighteen wheeler. No, he's not. He's not getting ready to hop into his eighteen wheeler. He is. He's asleep. But he loves it. He loves he's just over there distracting me. Um, I don't know what that means. And uh, I haven't been to a swimming pool in a long time, but I'm keen to get back in because I'm genuinely not just a social butterfly, I'm a pool butterfly too. Stevie Henning says, How much do you enjoy free clothes? Stevie, um, on an unrelated subject, Stevie, it'd be great to see you again. And if you happen to have, you know, any anything with you, I mean, look, Let's cut to the chase. Um, a lovely young man once contacted me, and we we were we were sort of Facebook friends before we 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 knew each other, 
And this young gentleman said, money told Todd Father, you know, he paid his respects. And he said, uh, I have a load of clothes from a, from a very prominent sports brand. And let's just say I, I would give it a big tick, okay? If you want to work it out, I'm sure you could just do it. And this young man, young man said, love to give you all this gear. Listen, I've loads of it. You'd probably like it. Give me a shout. And we kept missing each other. We're like ships in the night. Eventually, I met up with this young guy outside Lisbon. And part of me did think it could be a plot for murder. But he didn't murder me. Almost as ominous, he just gave me a big black sports bag that was zipped up. And I met him outside his house. And he goes, there you go. And we had a lovely discussion about fatherhood. And we've talked a little bit about fatherhood since. And then I drove home with this big, massive black duffel bag. And I opened it when I got home. And there was more Nike stuff than there is in the Nike outlet store at Junction 1. And it was all great gear. And there was football gear. And there was shorts and t-shirts and hoodies and tracksuit bottoms and everything. And genuinely, it's one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. And that might well be lame. But it was unbelievably cool. And I laid them all out and I took photos of it all and I sent them to my friends and I said, look at all the gear I got. And there was two pairs of shorts that were the same and I gave them to one of my friends and I gave one of, another one of my friends a t-shirt because I had the t-shirt and that is because I'm a nice man and the person who gave me all that stuff is a nice man and I only hope that if he's listened to this, he sends me a message and he says, filling up another bag. And if that person... So if Dave Elliott ever received that message, it would mean something a lot different. But how much do I love free clothes? I love free clothes like you wouldn't believe. You know why? Because you're not paying for them. Oh, you're not paying for them. That's the best thing about free clothes. Best thing about free clothes is your wallet stays closed, closed, and you get free clothes. That is the best thing about free clothes. And also, what I've just realized, Stevie, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, not that it was you that gave me the gear, just in case you're not allowed to say that for work reasons, look at what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a t-shirt that you gave me in that bundle of stuff. And that's how life works. I am genuinely wearing a t-shirt. And listen, if you're watching this and you want to speak to your bosses at the clothing company you work for, look at what my socks were. Look at what my trainers are. It'd be awkward to show you my shorts, but trust me, my shorts are that brand too. Uh, but I love getting free clothes. And I want to give a shout out to a local clothing company called... Angel and Anchor, didn't want to get that wrong. Angel and Anchor, who um, who sent me a lovely t-shirt and jumper. And I think the guy's called Ben. Ben, I really hope I got that right, because you give me a lovely handwritten note, but it's in my house, and I'm not in my house. I'm outdoors doing tea with me podcast. Uh, because I'm on way, you don't need to know this, I'm on way to football training. I had to take, went to take the little man in the hospital for just a regular checkup. And on my way past, I basically said, I will come to the garden and I will do a podcast while keeping my social distance. So I'm in the middle of a garden doing a podcast. Uh, but Angel and Anchor, um, I'm going to deduce, and I could get this wrong, and Ben, if this isn't the case, Angel and Anchor, if this isn't the case, the case, strike me down, come and pick up the clothes and never send me anything again. But I think it's maybe some young people trying to get a brand, people trying to get a brand off the ground and I like it, and the gear's nice, and I'll put, it, put a really, 
I'll send a really cute photo of me in it. I'll send you it and you can distribute that however you wish. I was about to write back to, to you and say, I'll send you a nice pic, but that sounds a little bit pervy, so I'll go. I'll send a funny pic, and hopefully that doesn't autocorrect the you to an A. Okay, we got some more questions, and then we're going to wrap this baby up. Um, Dave Elliott messaged me, probably looking here. Um, yeah. Okay, more messages. Dar, Dar Patton, who's your favorite football team? Not a football podcast at all. But let's just say yesterday I spent a little bit of money on four vintage Man United tops. So sexy. Um, and whenever I get them, I'll put an Instagram post up of them. And I'll just be like, what do you think of these? And then all people like you, Dar, will go, unreal, bro. And people will love it. And it will be for the football fans and not for the other team as many fans who don't like football. Of which there seems to be none, by the way, which is class. Uh, but yeah, I support, Man, I support Man United. But there, I, wouldn't be descri- I wouldn't describe myself as like a diehard. But I really like Man United. Lewis Morrison. Thoughts on there being about 10 Friday night old school classic radio shows now? Can of worms open. Um, yes, I have noticed that I, uh, by the way, I don't think that me and Dave Elliott on Radio Ulster were the first guys to play dance music on, on, on local radio on a Friday night. But the whole idea of like old school dance, send us videos of you raving, uh, you know, old bangers, that wording of it. Yes, I have noticed that crop up elsewhere. Um, my first attitude towards it was being annoyed. And then, as it was pointed out to me by someone else who isn't Dave Elliott but works on the show, um, you know, it's a case of you're doing something right, and I wouldn't worry about it. And and yeah, I think we're doing it well. I think we're doing it well. I'm loving the show at the minute, and that's all that matters. And I can't I can't claim to be the first person to play dance music on a Friday night because <laughs> it wasn't played on Sunday mornings before. You know what I mean? It wasn't like every Sunday morning they just played local dance. They're on local radio stations, they just played dance. And then I came along and went, what if we did that on a Friday night as people were going out for the weekend? It's not revolutionary, but I think some people have seen what we're doing and are doing something very similar. And here's the thing, if you're copying someone's homework, not that you're, I'm not saying you're copying our homework, but you have to change a lot of the words. Otherwise people will see that it's... Um, so my comment on that is no comment, despite the long comment I just made on it. And Lewis, put your wooden spoon away, my friend, because you're stirring the pot. Joel Atkinson. My mate Phil thinks it's okay to piss the bed. We've tried telling him it's childish, but there's no talking to him. Huge fan of the podcast, so was hoping you could give him some motivation to quit pissing the bed. Uh, cheers and thanks. Phil's 20, by the way. Um... Yeah, I I wet the bed until I was maybe seven, seven or eight. Maybe a little more. I don't know. I don't want to say, but but I just remember being like feeling like I was slightly too old for it. I remember getting up for work and going, I shouldn't have pissed the bed. There. No, I remember being a child, but being like I shouldn't be doing this. And uh, and I haven't. I've never pissed the bed as an adult. That that that's good. Like 
that is good because you hear a lot of people who are like, oh, lad, I just rinsed last night and all pissed the bed and all shit the bed. And all. you're like, what? What about whenever, when you were younger, people would be like, oh, my mate comes up from to room and all to drink at the weekends. And all that. He just drank a 10 glass of vodka and all, slept in the kitchen floor. I'm like, what? What are you doing? I never went to really do a, a real Holy Land's house party when I was a student because you'd walk in and the dishes would all be piled up in, the, in their kitchen and everyone would be partying. And I'm like looking at the dishes going, I don't really like doing dishes, but what are you doing with your life? Because that's cake. They're super noodles. You need to get them early. Come here. Give me some marigolds and I would just always end up doing dishes. Uh, Adam Crothers, what happened in Donegal Day? Also love the podcast. It's highlight of the week. I don't know what happened in Donegal Day. You'd have to provide me with more context there because I don't know. Although it, sound, it sounds like a, a HBO series, what happened in Donegal Day. And thanks that you like the podcast. Michael Fay just says kids driving HGVs. Yeah, it's all the rage now. And I think we've covered it in far too long of a time. But cheers. James Kerr, worst part-time job experience you've ever had? I never did work experience because I did. I left school in fifth year. So maybe you did it in sixth year. Um, but I do remember going to Planet Fun at the King's Hall whenever I was about 13 and asking a lady on a stall if I could have a job. And it was one of those ones where like you threw baseballs at stuff to knock them down. And I went, my mate like put me up to it and I went up to her and I was like, could I have a wee job here and all? And she's like, you can do an hour on Fridays and Saturdays for a fiver. And she was so nice and I felt so bad and just ran away and was like, she was lovely. You know what I mean? Like I should have just taken the job. I was sweet though, but I shit myself. But I didn't shit myself in the bed and that's the main part. Um, so yeah, I missed out on doing work experience really. In fact, this is very NBC, this is very money too, but I did do paid work experience in a magazine for the summer and I bought, to show you how long ago it was, I bought the first generation iPod out of it. In fact, it didn't. It must have been the next generation one. It was the one that uh, U2's album was preloaded onto. I think that was the one. Uh, why did I break like Tony Soprano there? <laughs> Tony Soprano. <laughs> Where'd that guy died, yo? Annie Lennox said, what would your dream festival lineup be? Uh, me. Me, 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 and me, and I get paid for all the acts. Um, my dream festival lineup would be, well, let's just say an, an evening of of entertainment in my garden. I would have. Hmm, great question. I would have. I'm gonna go for three acts. I'm gonna go for. One comedy, two music. I'm gonna have Dave Chappelle. I'm gonna have music at the start, so I'm gonna open with. It's my garden, right? So I get to decide. I'm gonna I'm gonna open with Two Door Cinema Club, and not because um, my good friend Sam is in the band and and uh, and. And not for that reason. I'm going to go with Tudor because I probably listen to Tudor in my car more than any band. Definitely at the minute. Their album, False Alarm, I hope it's called False Alarm, is uh, it, it did really well on the charts for them, but it's almost like, I think it's almost underrated. Some brilliant songs and videos off it, like single releases, but as an album... <laughs> 
I think it's great. And we listened to that pretty much our whole honeymoon when we were driving around California and uh, and in weather like this, because that's what the weather was like on the honeymoon, I would have Tudor open it, then I would have the Rolling Stones, and then I would have Dave Chappelle. I think that'd be a pretty sweet lineup for me. Um, and I would MC it. Ethan's, and I could be the most, Ethan would say, how did you know you wanted to do stand-up, etc.? Um, Ethan, I didn't until I did it, if that makes sense. I knew I was curious about doing it, but I, when did no one want to do it? I don't know. I don't remember having that moment. It must have always been a little bit of a thing. I love comedy. Um, but I don't know. I probably just got curious about how that would go, what that would be like. Um, so I, 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 I don't honestly know. I know it's not a helpful answer, but I can't remember the moment I knew I wanted to do it. I do remember the moment where I booked the gig where I had to send a, an, an email. Remember email? I sent a hotmail email to the promoter. Uh, I wonder would I wonder with that email, I don't know if you find this in any way interesting. Probably not. I wonder would that email still be in my... Because I have the same email address I had since I was, I don't know, 14, genuinely. And... Uh, and although back in the day you used to delete your emails after like a year, you do. I'm gonna delete my emails here to start again, but you only probably had about fifty emails. Nowadays, there are how many emails in my inbox? In my inbox, there are uh, one thousand seven hundred forty-two emails. Um, so. Paul Curry was the first person that booked me for a gig. And I remember his email address at the time, but I deleted it. Ah, I wish I had had that email where I was like, here, mate, can I come and do a gig and all? I'm, I'm 10. Just pissed the bed and I need to get out, <laughs> I need to get out of the house. Um, so I, I can't remember. But the last question. Damn you, face ID. Um... B. Morris says, would you ever have someone from the Patreon on your podcast as a guest? Um, I don't mean this in a, in, a, in a cruel way, but probably not. But then, because I, I get guests that people kind of already know. You, you know, don't get me wrong. If anyone has a fucking great story, um, then yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd never say... I'll never be like, no, but what me and producer Dan have been talking about, which might be more interesting, is on Patreon doing like a, like a Patreon chat roulette type thing, which we release, where like I go live on a Zoom. So I set a time and a day and all the Patreons get a link and they jump on a Zoom and I just like interview people and chat to you and we do like an hour long thing with everyone. I dip in and out of people. I might not get chatting to everyone. I might pick someone at random. And uh, and then we release that as a thing. So I'd I'd like to do something like that. But um, but listen, if you're like, listen, mate, the only reason I say is because I used to work at NASA, and there's an alien that lives in my loft. I will a hundred percent get you on the podcast, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, that's all for the for the questions this week. Thanks to everyone who submitted a question. I was about to say I forgot to put it on Twitter, but there was so many on Instagram there that I didn't need to. Um. 
we have a guest for this week's podcast that may end up happening next week based on their diary because hey mine's very clear oh the sun's gone ah nice while it lasted ah it's us cold as winter that, that's a bit that genuinely real time what people do here the sun's out then the clouds are out for a second ago ah well into the house for me for a year uh, winter is coming ah there's a sun back out it's sweet it's all good again um what was i saying i was saying i might not know at all what oh yeah there is a guest that i've been chatting to for a long time about doing the podcast and this guy naturally would be incredibly busy i mean i don't, I don't even know him but i know and uh, I know who he is, and I think all the sippers will probably too. And I think for so many reasons, he would be a brilliant guest. Um, so he's really been trying to make it work, and he's been filming major like TV productions. And in the meantime, still like having the time to message me and be like, listen, we'll sort this out, and sorry. I'm like, listen, anytime you can do it, just let me know. Um, there's no pressure. Like, So I think I think might be able to do the episode on Friday with him, release it on Friday. Fingers crossed. Um, but if not, we've got some episodes in the bank. We'll roll those out and we roll on patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. You can see the bonus episode or listen to the bonus episode. We do every Monday with producer Dan, which is a real like behind the scenes. Look at the podcast and, uh, and you know, it gets a little while, a couple of weeks ago, I had a couple of pints before we did one and uh, it was a little bit off the wall. So you can check that out if you would like to. Obviously, we're sponsored by Manscaped at Tea With Me. You can use the code Tea With Me for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, the precision tools for your family jewels. I said that in a very radio way because I broke in between what I was saying. Now, I've got to go because I'm going to football training. But Sippers, it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. It's been a pleasure. It's been all of those things. And I also want to say I did, I'll talk about it in the Friday episode. I did a very cool BBC project last week and you're going to be able to see it really, really soon. And it's, I don't think it's anything I've talked about before. So there you go. We'll leave you on like an East Ender style cliffhanger, but I'll, I'll hopefully be able to tell you all about this thing that's going to be on TV in the next couple of weeks that I'm really proud of and was really happy with. And I'm not always like that with TV type stuff that I do. You know, sometimes I'm like, ah, I think I, I think it was shit on that. But this, I think I did a good job. And I think there was some zippers there, some low-key secret zippers, which made it all the better. So thank you very much. Cheers for listening, watching to the podcast. Subscribe, rate and review it. If you have time on Apple Podcasts, that'd be really sweet. If you want to tell your friends about it, that'd be even better. And the best thing ever is if you're listening to the episode and you fire it up on like your Instagram story and I share it out and we just make people aware Hey, this is happening. That's always appreciated. Thank you very much. Check out Dave Elliott's uh, Sly Guy podcast too, which now comes out on a Thursday, the day Boytown. Boytown isn't even cold on the ground. And he's muscled in and he says, well, maybe take a break from Boytown. But he's put his podcast on the Boytown day, which is the nail in the coffin. But as we've established, he has a bit of a drug problem, so it's fine. Sippers, see you next time. Sip, sip. Enjoy the weather. <laughs>